Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff, dad problems sometimes, guy stuff, family and kid stuff. You know, all the great topics I try to touch on here. Well, anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me today. I really do appreciate it. So I just want to jump right into today's topic and talk about this social media post of all things that I saw on Instagram, actually, and it was titled 15 Unspoken Social Rules That Will Help You. How will they help us? I don't know. Well, we're going to read through them and find out. I think some of these things will definitely help us, though. Be better people, be better dads, better parents. Yes, some are, if not all, are pretty self-explanatory. It's a lot of things that we should already be implementing in our lives and we should already know. But I think it's good to kind of refresh on these, think about them, remind ourselves about them. And honestly, some of us can forget some of these things. And even myself, we kind of get wrapped up in life and all that and forget these social norms. So I'm just going to go ahead and go through them and read them and give my novice, non-professional opinion and take on them here. All right, so like I said, I found this article on Instagram on a page called Financial Simplified. They have a pretty huge following, over a million followers, but I didn't really think they were the source of this post or of this article. So I did a little digging, and I noticed on one of the bottoms of the slides, it had it referenced another IG page called, I don't exactly remember, Winning Something or something or other. So I went and looked on that page for a proper source. Well, still nothing there. So on to Google, I went, typed in the name, the 15 unspoken, yada, yada. And a few things popped up, actually. An article from EgyptToday.com, which is an actual article, as well as another source from another website called GoodThingGuy.com, which is Kind of another article, but they really reference a viral post. So I don't know, this must just be kind of floating out there. Who knows who put it out or where it came from. I'm always just trying to give credit where credit is due. I don't like to just rip something off of the web and make it like it's my own, apparently like these Instagram pages do. But anyways, I'll link those two actual web pages in my description so you can kind of check it out and read it on your own. It's kind of just crazy how stuff can get ripped off or plagiarized, I guess, easily from anyone. And if you don't put a source and then you're never going to track it down. And I don't know what happens. Apparently nothing. But anyways, kind of irritating, but I'm done ranting. Also, real quick, if you like what you hear today, please hit the subscribe button on whatever streaming platform you're on. Or if you'd like to share it, please, please do that. Throw it up on your social media. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, you know, the whole drill. I, I do appreciate that stuff. Okay, so 15 unspoken social rules. Well, what are social rules or norms or what are social roles even? What does that even really mean? What does any of that mean? Well, straight from simplypsychology.org, social roles are the part people play as members of a social group. With each social role you adopt, your behavior changes to fit the expectations both you and others have of that role. An example I can kind of think of is being a parent. We have one social role when we're not a parent, no kids, we're single, much different expectations, even in society and everything else. But our social role changes when we become parents. There's a new set of expectations we all have to have in that new role. It kind of makes sense, right? We're not going to bring a baby out to a nightclub or to scuba diving, you know? I mean, I think you would get a few looks, if not approached by somebody. So those don't fit in the social norms of a parent. And we all play different social roles throughout our lives. Dads, moms, 
spouses, employees, friends, all that stuff. Now, social norms or rules, what we're kind of talking about today, are the unwritten rules of beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors that are considered acceptable in a particular social group or culture. Norms provide us with an expected idea of how to behave and function to provide order and predictability in a society. Norms define appropriate behavior. They provide order in society, and they do vary from country to country. We typically don't stare at people here in the United States. Other countries, I think that's quite normal. Kissing in France as a greeting, well, we don't do that here. Tipping in the States, highly recommended, right? We all know tipping is a big deal here in the United States. I've heard that in other countries, some other countries, it is not very common. So we must follow social norms. If we don't, we would probably live in some crazy, lawless, cave-dwelling type of society anyways. At least that's what I would think. So now that we're all educated up from Justin's school of reading articles on social norms, let's go ahead and get into this quote-unquote viral post here, this list. Now, like I said, some, if not most of these, we should have heard before. They should be pretty common sense, but, you know, we'll just have fun and go through them anyways. Number one, don't call someone continuously if they don't pick up your first call. Granted, unless it's some sort of crazy emergency. We aren't a crazy ex, so please don't act like one. And maybe some of us are, but still, that doesn't mean blow up somebody else's phone, okay? They will call you back or text you back when they see your missed call. Plus, you can leave a voicemail. I know I'm 40. I think voicemails are still a thing. Am I kind of dating myself? But I know it's kind of taboo to leave a voicemail when you can just text. But if you need to tell someone something, you can leave a voicemail. There's no problem with it, at least I don't think. Also, don't call a friend when you just need something. I've kind of dealt with this, and it's super annoying and super irritating. And I almost expect it from people anymore. Just call because you want to catch up with them, or tell them about something that's going on in your life, or reconnect. Not just because they have some hookup on whatever you may need. Sure, it's fine to do that sometimes, but don't call that friend that you hardly talk to because they can get you wholesale prices on kitchen cabinets or, or you know they work in the entertainment industry and can get you some tickets to something. It's just kind of rude, okay? Plus, we should really just want to pay retail with friends, support their small businesses if they have them. You shouldn't really ask for the discounted price. You would want to pay full price and support your friend's business, okay? Kind of normal too, I think. Number two, borrowing money from people. It says, if you do it, don't take your borrowed money and then turn around and loan it to somebody else. I guess that's a no-no because it's technically not your money to do that with. Also, pay back the money to the person before they even ask for it. So take care of your debts responsibly and early. Pretty self-explanatory, yes. At least for me, I haven't had to borrow money from a friend or a family member in a long time. So for a lot of us, this may be kind of a moot point. You know, the older we get, the more established we are in our lives. We may not need to borrow money. But for some people, you may need to borrow money, and that's totally okay. Just make sure you pay it back as soon as you can. All right, number three. I'm just going to go through some of these. I'm not going to hit them all, but I just numbered them in my little uh, notes here. Number three. When someone else is paying for your meal at a restaurant or at a bar or wherever, don't go ordering the most expensive stuff on the menu. Don't go top shelf liquor. Don't buy the the lobster tail. You know what I mean? Have some forethought to tell yourself, eh, what if my coworker Johnny is picking up this tab or whoever? 
and order accordingly. To me, that's just common courtesy. And if they buy this time, then make a mental note or even tell them, hey, thank you, I really appreciate it. I'm getting you back on the next one. Just kind of repay the deed. Number four, don't ask awkward questions. This one, I think a lot of people make this mistake, maybe even unknowingly, but it can really create the whole foot-in-mouth situation. Oh, why aren't you two married yet? Or when are you going to have a baby? Why don't you have any kids yet? You've been married for a while. Or why don't you get out of that apartment and go buy a house? Like it's, you know, that's the timeline. You're getting older now. Go buy a house, whatever. First off, none of those things are my issue. They're not your issue. They're, they're your friend's issues, right? You may just be trying to create small talk, but those questions can really make people feel uncomfortable, especially asking about kids. And we have to realize that some people may not be able to have kids, especially depending on their age. The older people get, I've really tried to back off on asking some of those questions. Sure, if you're just married and you're 25, you might ask the question about having kids. But if the couple is 38, you don't typically go in asking if they're going to have kids because either A, they don't want to, or B, maybe there's something going on. So when you ask that question, they may be already under a lot of pressure on trying to figure it out and trying to have kids, or maybe you're going to tear open some old wound that they're already struggling with. And even about housing too. People may not have the money to buy a house or even a new car or something. I've gotten the question before too. Man, why don't you get rid of that truck? It's an old truck. Why don't you trade it in? And it's not because of a lack of funds or anything, but I just don't feel like having a car payment. But some other people, they might not be able to afford a new vehicle or afford a new house. Maybe they just like the ease of renting an apartment or renting a house. It's just none of our business. And if they want to tell us about it, they will. I'll wrap another one into this one that was on this list. And that's if someone ever tells you that they have a doctor appointment, don't put them in that uncomfortable position to have them air out their personal laundry by asking them what's going on or what's the doctor for, especially with some of us getting older and health concerns starting to pop up, you know, the, that dirty that dirty word, cancer. So if someone tells you you have an appointment to go to, just say, hey, hope everything's going okay. And if they want to expand on it, they'll expand on it. And in my mind, in my head, when I go into situations, I probably overanalyze things a lot. But I'll be talking to someone and within a split second, I will think, well, if I ask this question, then it brings up this issue and then they're probably going to respond with this response and I don't want to go down that road and talk about that. So then I adjust how I speak or and I, I adjust my conversation and steer it into a different direction. I do this all the time, very, very quickly in my head. I don't want to talk about a certain topic or I know the other person would get uncomfortable about a certain topic. So I try to avoid it and I, I, I steer around it. Is that weird? Does anybody else do that or is that just me? I think other people probably do that. Anyways, I just don't want to really blatantly put my foot in my mouth. Sometimes I do, but it happens, but I try not to. All right, number five. If available, always try and open the door for the person coming in behind you. If it's man, woman, young, old, it shouldn't really matter. Just do the right thing and hold the door open. People will appreciate it. Also, they say, 
people say thanks when someone helps you or holds the door open for you. Show them that appreciation. I know this should all go without saying, but sometimes we need that reminder. Number seven, respect different shades of opinions. The post or the article says what may look like a six to us will appear as a nine to the person on the other side of the table. So everyone has different opinions. Our opinions are going to be different. They're going to vary. Our own opinion is not the end all, be all, or the only way to do something or the only way to think. They always say there are more than one ways to skin a cat. Now, I don't know where that saying comes from. I think it's really old, I'm going to assume, but we do have to value those people's opinions. Second opinions never hurt. And we really want to teach our kids this and emulate this to them as well. Working together, brainstorming, and just understanding that we all think differently and it's okay. Number eight, let's stop interrupting people when they're talking. And I know this should be widely known, but it really seems like it gets forgotten sometimes, especially with kids, especially when people are drinking alcohol. Allow people to finish their thoughts before stepping in with your opinion or your comment. Just because we talk louder than the other person doesn't mean that what we have to say is more important. It just makes us sound like a jackass, right? This happens to me with my spouse at certain times too. It's something that I have to work on. Take turns instead of just raising the volume little by little and bowling over the other person's point of view. My wife and I aren't fighting. We're just talking and you're trying to end your, your thought and then the other person starts to respond and then you want to end, you know, get louder to out talk them in a way. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it, but it happens. And my kids do this to each other all the time and it's super annoying. So it's a work in progress there too. They do scream out, Stop interrupting me and stop talking over me because we try to teach them that. And now they're, now they're talking over each other, yelling about talking over each other. So it's a whole thing. Next one. If you're having a conversation with someone, please, please do not stare or look at your phone. Do not multitask. Even if you think you can, you cannot. And it's one thing that I think we can all relate with because it's one of the most rude things you can do when you're talking directly with someone. It's also super obnoxious when it happens. You can tell that they aren't listening, that they're just giving you the uh-huhs and the yeahs, and they're not giving you the full attention that your conversation technically deserves, and they're sitting there scrolling on their phone and not paying attention. Sometimes I even just stop talking until they look up from their phone or put it away, and they just sit there and tell me, oh, go ahead and keep going, I'm listening, and I'm like, uh, no, you're not. And I know I'm guilty of this as well. It's a bad habit. you got to break it. I'm no innocent bird here that does everything correct. That's for sure. Also, when you're talking to someone, there was another one on this list. It said, remove your sunglasses if you're talking to them directly. It's a sign of respect, I guess. The eye contact is just as important as the speech itself. So that's kind of interesting. This goes right along with the phone, right? Looking at someone, making that eye contact, showing them that you're in tune and listening to what they have to say. So... Phone down, Sonny's off. Number 10, if or when you wrong someone or do the wrong thing or make a bad decision or just plain screw up, just own it, okay? Realize it, apologize, and make shit right. We all make mistakes. We all do stupid stuff to people. The difference, though, is how you repair that mistake. So 
apologize and be done. Don't ruin the apology with excuses or trying to justify what you said or what you did. If I did something wrong, and even though I didn't think it was a big deal, but the other person did, and they were affected or upset by it, I just have to do what's right, apologize, and don't add in my two cents justifying the reasons. Just be done. No need to dirty it up with, I'm sorry you feel that way, and then insert excuse here. You ever see people do that, or how they do that? They don't say, I'm sorry I did this. They say, I'm sorry you feel that way. So it's kind of just like a shitty way to apologize, in my opinion. And it's not really sincere because they're trying to justify their actions instead of just owning them. So let's just be genuine and sincere about it. And remember to take the glasses off, put the phone away, and don't ruin the apology. End of story. All right, number 11. Don't make plans for a specific time without being punctual yourself. I know sometimes some ladies fall into this category, but I think we all have done this before. Don't be that asshole that says, hey, let's leave the house at 7.30, but then you're not ready yourself and everyone is sitting down in a living room waiting for you to get your ass in gear, right? I've been there. I'll be honest. I'll confess. I've done that. Or don't make plans to meet up somewhere and then show up an hour later. Fashionably late isn't a thing. At least in my opinion, it's not. I mean, it's annoying when this happens with friends and family, but what if you were meeting a client or you were meeting a business partner? It doesn't look good if you roll in even 10 or 15 minutes later than you said you would. It's, it's really disrespectful, honestly. Number 12, keep a cool head when you're around others when you're out in those social situations. No one wants to see you pop off at somebody or get mad about someone or get mad about something. There's something about just keeping control of your emotions and not letting things get to you, especially in social situations, especially around other people. No one wants to see that. We all have to realize that shit happens, right? But we need to kind of let things go and move on as well. Don't turn into an angry, emotional monster that can't control themselves. This is the same way with our kids. Sure, they piss us off sometimes. Our kids can do things and really push our buttons and get our emotions and our stress levels up, but we have to at least keep a cool head, especially when we're dealing with them, and not lead with reckless emotions. And we have to teach them how to control themselves as well. Dealing with kid meltdowns and anger in public is not a fun thing to deal with. And I know, I know you know what I'm talking about. Quick story, actually, involving keeping a cool head here. I was driving out in Vegas, this is quite a few years ago, Midday, running errands, and I go to pull out onto a busy multi-lane highway from a parking lot. Well, I must have been daydreaming or something because I pulled right out in front of another car that had to slam on their brakes and swerve around me. It was actually kind of scary, but they passed me, yelling at me, honking, you know, calling me names and asshole and what are you thinking, dude, blah, 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 stuff like that. And they were right. <laughs> what in the F was I thinking? I pulled right out there like an idiot. I don't know what was going on with me. Well, now I'm all flustered and stress is up and, and everything else, and I'm coming up to a red light. Well, who did I pull up right next to at the red light? It was the car that I just cut off. Now, I could have rolled my window down and screamed at them and, and you know, screamed back at them or whatever, but I needed to keep my cool. And plus, I felt like an ass pulling right up next to them. So I pull up next to them, I look over, I roll my window down, and I decide to talk to him. 
and I just said, hey man, I'm really, really sorry back there. I don't know what in the heck I was thinking. Why did I even pull out like that? I Stupid mistake. For some reason, I didn't even see you. And I just owned my mistake, and I didn't go in guns blazing, right? Can I say that? Anyways, he was really cool about it, and he laughed, and his buddies in the car laughed, and he said, oh, it's okay. I actually just did the same thing to someone else earlier today, and that was it. And he, he laughed, and he accepted my apology, and then that was the end of the, the confrontation. So keep your cool. Don't knee-jerk react and yell back. And refer to number 10 and just apologize, right? All right, 13, treat the cleaning staff, the waiters, drivers, anyone else that is support staff, treat them the way you would treat the owner. Treat them the way you would treat and respect any other person. Being a dick and flexing that aspect of yourself isn't cool. It's going to make you look like a douche and it's not going to impress your lady or your friends or your coworkers. So that's something we shouldn't do. Pretty self-explanatory, I know, but I've worked in a lot of jobs, a lot of support jobs. Heck, I, I worked at stocking shelves at Target. I worked as a mechanic in a shop, and then there was, quote-unquote, the management in front. And sometimes you kind of feel like you don't get that same respect by other people. So that's all I'm saying is I've been on the receiving end of that, and it doesn't feel good. So just try to respect everybody your coworkers, all that stuff, other people you see, other people you're around. They're not beneath us. They're our equals. All right, last one, kind of end out on a high note or maybe kind of a comical note here. But when someone passes you their phone to show you something, like a photo, don't swipe to the next photo. Hand it back to them and let them do that. That next pick could be a harmless doggy selfie of old Roscoe or... It could be the flowers in someone's garden, or it could be something unexpected, like flowers in someone's garden, if you know what I mean, right? Or a dick pic. It could just be a dick pic, too. But anyways, you don't want to see that. I'm not sure why that one was really even on this list. It's kind of funny, but uh, kind of falls into that category of mind your own business, respect people's space and privacy, not only their bubble of privacy, but their privacy of their phone as well. All right, there's a few more on the list, but they're pretty self-explanatory, and frankly, some of them are kind of dumb and silly, so I'm not going to really get into them. And I mean, even a lot of the ones I just read are pretty well-known things that we should all probably already be doing. I just kind of wanted to run through them, give my opinion, remind us all about them, and have that little refresher, that little refresher course on how to act and how to treat one another. They aren't really unspoken that much either. I think they're pretty well-known things. More like, hey, you should know all this shit by now type stuff. But that's okay. It's kind of fun to go through. Oh, and a little quick personal note is my fingers freaking hurt. Actually, my back hurts too. I think I've hit my Lego limit for a while. My girls took out about seven different sets of Legos and they all got mixed up. So my wife and I have been attempting to make sense of the chaos and put all the sets back together and put them away. And plus, my girls just had their birthdays a week ago, and they got more Legos. So we have more separating and building to do. So yes, a lot of work. My fingers are bleeding. I love my kids' creativity, but it makes a mess. It really does. Stick a fork in me, because I'm done with Legos for a little while. 
Another quick note too, I've really been thinking about the episode the other week that I talked about big dreams and goals and stuff. And while I still agree with letting certain dreams and goals go, I don't want to squash your dreams. I want you to still have your dreams, still work towards your dreams. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that these are the things that motivate us as humans. The thought of achieving them makes us grow and progress and possibly succeed. And I don't really want to take that away from anybody or be negative about it. So I just want to say that real quick. Keep your dreams. If they motivate you, then more power to you. All right, that's all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dads podcast. I hope I enlightened you a little bit, gave you a little bit of useful information, some things to think about in your daily life, something to maybe implement once again if you've kind of forgotten. And if you'd like to shoot me a message, please do so over on my social media or on podbean.com. Also on Podbean, you can get all my episodes that are listed there as well. So go ahead and check that stuff out. Also, don't forget to tell a bunch of strangers, because you've probably told all your friends by now, about this podcast and that they can get it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And I'm currently in the process of trying to get it on Pandora, so that should be out there soon as well. Anyways, thanks for listening once again, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.